Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Steve Schellenberger. You're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals. Steve is the number one national best-selling author. He's successfully started 11 businesses in three separate industries. He is a highly sought-after keynote speaker and corporate trainer for organizations around the world, an executive coach, the father of six, and the founder of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Here is Mr. Steve Schallenberger. Welcome to all of our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you might be in the world today. This is your host, Steve Schallenberger, and we have an impressive and inspirational guest with us today, Dave Peterson, President and CEO of OC Tanner. So Dave, welcome. We're so happy to have you with us today. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm glad to be with you. Hello, everyone. This will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Well, good. And before we get started, I'd like to give our listeners a brief background of Dave and OC Tanner. Dave arrived at O.C. Tanner offering his services without a job interview or an offer (laughs) as a young man. And if the company wasn't pleased after a month's work, and I might add without pay, uh, he'd pack his things. Well, now after, after these many years, 32 years later, he's proven his determination and dedication and capabilities time and time again in literally every department of the company. And that experience, coupled with a bachelor's degree in international business, an MBA from Thunderbird School of Global Management, and a management degree from Harvard Business School, make him a globally-minded leader for this outstanding global company. And I might add that O.C. Tanner is recognized by Forbes as one of the 100 best companies to work for. And so uh, Dave and his wife, Terry love outdoor activities with their four married children and six grandchildren, at least as of this date. <laughs> so, so Dave, uh, to start off today, tell us about your background so that our listeners can get to know you better. What are some of the formative things that helped you get on the pathway of where you are today? Well, I guess that goes back to some original roots. I'm the oldest of uh, nine children, and I grew up in California. And I've got terrific parents and, and learned the values of hard work and uh, some other things that uh, I hope to actually conquer at some point in my life <laughs> and uh, have uh, had a great experience through uh, all those uh, growing up years. And, um, and you know, the real, my real story is that um, 32 years now in business, I am a product of O.C. Tanner Company. I, um, I did come here having uh, having uh, fallen for a Utah girl who wanted to live in Utah, not knowing anything about the business climate, asked around, learned about O.C. Tanner, wanted to work here, was able to get in the door, and um, this company and what we do, more importantly, uh, has, really, has really molded me and shaped me, and I am the luckiest person I know uh, for, for where I work and what I get to do every day. I absolutely love it. Oh, well, that's fabulous. Now, tell us about this story. Tell us about walking in there, not having an interview, not having a job offer, working for the first month with no pay. Tell us about that. How did that come about? I mean, that takes a well, lot of chutzpah. <laughs> I, um, 
I uh, was just finished with my MBA program, and uh, I wanted to find a, pot, a spot in Utah. I love business. I, I'm a serial entrepreneur from a very young age with all kinds of experiments growing up, and I, I just have been always interested in how business, how business brings people together to accomplish things. And, and I asked around in, the t- in town. I asked who were the four or five best companies, and the only company that was on everybody's list, I asked five or six business leaders, was O.C. Tanner. So I decided I would do everything I could to get a job there. And um, I was able to secure an, an interview for a non-existent position. And I think I think they eventually relented and let me in because they were tired of me phoning them. Um, <laughs> and, and I did at one point, it is true, I did at one point say, just give me a chance and uh, let me work for free for a few months. And if you're not happy, we'll call it good. And um, they gave me a chance. So I'm, I've been grateful for that ever since. Well, I love that wonderful entrepreneurial spirit of laying it all out there. Now, O.C. Tanner is recognized by Forbes as one of the 100 best companies to work for. Tell us about the culture of O.C. Tanner. You're the president and CEO, and really the uh, organization so often is uh, the part of the shadow of the leader. So let's talk about what is the culture that makes O.C. Tanner unique? Well, the culture was actually fostered and developed over years. Uh, I am, I'm the fourth CEO in, uh, in our almost 89-year history, the first one being our founder, Obert C. Tanner. And Obert was a philosopher and a teacher and a student before he was a businessman, and he he had certain ideals that he believed in strongly, and one of them was that uh, people ought to be respected and valued and appreciated and honored and uh, while at work, and that the workplace shouldn't be a place of drudgery. It should be a place where people are actually smiling on their way in in the morning, not just on their way out at the end of the day. And uh, I love to think about that, and I was here uh, as a young young guy in the company when Obert was, uh, was still with us. And um, the, the culture really comes from there. It's been fostered and developed. The culture now today, of course, the, the leaders have to be in tune and leading the culture. But culture is, you know, is what it feels like to work somewhere. It's, it's not the mission or the vision or the values of an organization. It's what it feels like. And everybody in the company has a, a role to play in, in protecting that and, um, and, uh, and guarding it and so forth. And so I, uh, I do take that. I do think that's a very important role for a leader, but it, it involves everyone. So how do you do that? Uh, Dave, how do you create that feeling within an organization as a leader? Uh, how do you, you know, ma- I think, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think you have to be, uh, I think you can't just talk about it. You have to, you have to honor it. You have to live it. You have to be authentic. You have to really believe it or it, uh, doesn't, uh, it doesn't manifest itself. Uh, we communicate, we talk, and most of all, we listen. You know, you've got to pay attention to what's happening around in the organization. You've got to be open to new ideas and, and welcoming of, of diversity and all those kinds of things that, that have an influence on the culture. But in the long term, you know, at least in our case, the culture of our business and our company is, is directly connected to what we actually do. Uh, we're trying to help. Our, our mission is to help our clients with their workplace culture. And um, you can't do that very well if you don't have a good one. So first you need to model it 
And then as you work with your clients, uh, also help them build their people. Now, one of the things that OC Tanner is recognized for is uh, helping value people, to show appreciation for people. Tell us how you do that. What are some ways that leaders can show appreciation for their people? How do they create longevity uh, versus a high turnover? How have you dealt with that? What are some of the things that you've done to keep people with you and keep them engaged? Well, that's a great question, and, and, and we sort of have a little bit of a formula. We, uh, we try to make sure that we're, we're encouraging people. We're, we're focusing on their positives. Uh, we encourage their, their effort and, um, and, and try to inspire them. We do that by modeling things. We do that by talking about it. We do that by recognizing great accomplishments, uh, rewarding results. We, we like to do that publicly with others watching. We think the message is great for the individual or the team that's being spotlighted, but it's just as great for those that are part of it. We encourage uh, colleagues to be candid with each other and, and, and the, the positive contributions that are made. We, we encourage our people to hold each other responsible and accountable for great results. We do all of these things through uh, a series of recognition programs which uh, foster communication and open up the dialogue and give leaders a chance to listen as well as speak to the issues. And then the other thing we do is we focus on celebrating careers, uh, not jobs, but careers. We think every, everyone that works at OC Tanner is, is, is in some way part of in their career. They're either at the beginning or the middle or the end of a career, not a job. And um, if you think about that, it has some meaning to it that gives uh, some longevity and talks, talks to retention and um, the impact that people can have over time. That's excellent. That is so good. And as you do that, Dave, as you work with your people to create this, this perspective of a career, of belonging, what, what's the best way to, and especially if, how do you encourage people to give their opinions? Uh, as we're as as we lead organizations or listeners try to lead, we're all leaders in one way or another. Whether we're leading our own life, where we're a coach or a teacher, or even within our own families. So, how do you create that environment where you, you create a direction uh, and you invite involvement? What what have you found the best way to do that? You know what we believe that people naturally. They want to accomplish things. They naturally want to do good work, great work. They naturally come to wherever it is they work with the intent of accomplishing something, not just with the intent of, of punching a clock. And so, you know, with that as a premise, we say trust your people. Turn them loose. Listen to them. They know more than the leaders do about a lot of things that are happening day to day. And, uh, you know, if leaders are, are humble – and if they are listening and if they are respectful, they're going to know that they're totally dependent. In fact, I'll tell you a quick story about this. Um, you know, years ago um, in Obert Tanner's writings, you can sense and feel how, how he felt uh, as, he, as he was an entrepreneur and, and he took all the risks to build a fledgling business that became successful over time. And one day he drove into the parking lot and he saw hundreds of cars in the lot and, he, and this happened frequently, and he thought about it as he pulled in. Look at all those cars. Look at all those people. Look at all those car payments. Look <laughs> at all those uh, mortgages. Those people depend on me. I've got to make good decisions today. 
uh, I want to do right by them. And you can you can kind of sense and feel how you'd you'd feel that way if you were the you know the entrepreneur and the owner of a business, and 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 if you cared about your people, which Obert Tanner absolutely did. Now I contrast that with how I feel when I pull in the parking lot today, and I think this almost every morning. Obert had a few hundred cars in the parking lot. I have a few thousand, and I pull in and I look at those cars and I feel just the opposite from how Obert felt. My thought process is, my gosh, I'm glad they came to work today. I depend on every one of those people. What can I do to help them? What resources do they need? I can only imagine what they're going to get done today. I wonder how many new ideas are going to happen. I wonder how many customers are going to be served and satisfied. Man, am I glad they came to work, and boy, do I need them. And so it's kind of an interesting way to think about it. And I think leaders that approach their work that way come to realize how valuable their people are in not just getting the everyday work done, but thinking up the work of tomorrow and looking around the corner to see what's coming competitively. And, and I, I just am a big believer in, in setting the vision, looking forward, um, communicating to your team, and then trusting them. You trust them, they'll trust you back. And these are people. These aren't robots. They're just wonderful, great colleagues. I don't even think of them as, um, as employees so much as, as colleagues. And, and we, we just love that feeling where we work. Well, that is a great description. And wherever we go all over the world, we often see employees that are disgruntled. Uh, they often say, I, I actually have the capacity to do more. But I'm not doing it. And so this idea that you have that you're talking about is so refreshing to have a leader see that these people are a vital part of the success of the organization. And so how do we release the potential within each one of them? So I love that. Great job. Thank you. Well, it's fun. Okay, so you also mentioned a couple of other things, and that is uh, as you reflect on your 32 years of experience and more or less. Has it been 32 years or probably counting? <laughs> uh, it's, it's coming up on 33. <laughs> As you look at all that experience, I'm sure you've seen some ups and downs within OC Tanner, some challenges, some competition. So how do you survive in today's world where there's so many companies out there thinking about how they can serve your customer better and put you out of business in the process? So how do you stay ahead of the curve, Dave? Well, we have three things we focus on. Uh, the, we call them our core competencies, and we talk about them. We try to provide training. We look for people that have these skills. We recognize people that uh, exemplify them and help others to develop them. And our big three uh, core competencies are uh, client care, um, uh, operating excellence, and innovation. And so we have a lot of things built into our company around those three competencies that we think we can we should build on but I'll you know I'll give you an example in in 2008 the fall of 2008 when I was transitioning into the role of uh, CEO as our outgoing CEO was retiring a terrific leader um, I was giving a speech at our annual uh, executive recognition summit which is attended by 150 uh, senior level executives from around the world um, and you know, if you think back to the fall of 2008, things were collapsing, people were panicking, markets were nosediving, uh, companies were were uh, starting to lay off their people, the, re the recession had hit, uh, everybody was worried about 2009 and beyond, 
the Great Recession was upon us, and um, I was—I uh, had a speech prepared. And as I stood up to give the speech, I looked out over the audience, and I just thought, <laughs> I, "This is the wrong topic." Uh, you know, this is a topic I picked months earlier, and it was the wrong topic. And I found myself talking a little bit more about your question: What are you going to do as a leader? when there is a, a calamity, when there's a challenge, when there's a threat. And my thought was this, which I shared then, and that is that, you know, if you think that you can uh, wait it out, if you think with this recession you can duck and hope for the best and, and, and plead and, and hope that the cavalry will come along and save you, you're, you're mixed up because the cavalry's not coming and the reason they're not coming is they're already there. You got to turn to your people, tell them the truth, talk about what's happening, listen, ask for their help, which is what we did. Ask for their help. Talk about the challenges. Look at where we're going. Look at what needs to be done. Ask for their help. And uh, that in itself is a very strong cultural um, construct. And it works, by the way. Nothing gets done in any company without people. And if you ask for their help and you're truthful and honest and you've already built that authenticity and you're already treating them right, they're going to come. And they did. And uh, we had a great, we had a great learning experience. I personally, uh, that was probably one of the monumental learning experiences of my career to see how our people galvanized and, and took care of our customers and worked through that difficult time in a very positive way. We came out much, much stronger. I hope that answers your question, but that's what I think of. That's a fantastic uh, experience that you've shared. And there is also an intangible that I feel from what you're describing, Dave. And it is a real uh, focus of energy and determination to be among the best. Uh, and that requires a, a number of very significant things you do, not the least, which is of your own focus to get it done, a belief that you can get it done, that you can keep moving ahead and being among the very best to serve customers better than anyone else. Uh, does that make sense what I'm talking about? It's this unique, intangible feeling that there are going to be obst obstacles that are going to come, but we are going to overcome them uh, by being creative, by being innovative, by tapping into the people that we have the chance to work with. Yep, that's all. Those are all true, and and you know those things do. Those times do come. They come into our lives personally as well as professionally, and and the answer is the same. You 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 need to have some level of of confidence and some measure of um, of uh, of uh, feeling that you're gonna you're gonna be able to if you have the right um, you know basic. Uh, work ethics and principles and values, you can do a lot, especially if you gather all your people together. They complement one another, and you can, you can accomplish things. Okay, good. Now, uh, Dave talked earlier about how important it is to recognize your people, to appreciate your people, to let them know how important they are. And one of my associates happens to work with O.C. Tanner, and he told me how great Dave is. <laughs> He said, you are so good. And he says, you're great to work with. You're patient. He said, you never get angry. <laughs> <laughs> at least you don't yell at people. And that's really good. That, you know, that's really working the problem. And you visit with people in the lunch line. And, and uh, he shared a story 
about being, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, and you can correct me if I have it wrong, but Dave was traveling, and, and he was pulled over by uh, an officer for speeding. <laughs> okay, I want to know who you've been talking to, because that's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> but he had an appointment to call one of his key associates on the phone to recognize this individual and make a presentation to a valued employee. Yet here he is being pulled over at the very time. And so Dave explained to the officer what he needed to do and asked if he could just take one quick moment to recognize this employee. <laughs> and and so he did. The officer was kind enough. He said, okay, he said, I get it. And and as the officer listened in, uh, when, he, when Dave hung up, the officer was so impressed that he decided to just give you a warning and so it pays, <laughs> pays to care for others, Dave. <laughs> that's right. Thanks. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, good. All righty. Now, if you were sitting down with your children or grandchildren or someone you really cared about to give them some success tips on life, some advice of things that they could do to be the best that they could be, what would be some of the things that you'd recommend to them? Well, you know, I think I'd probably focus on uh, a couple things. I would I would talk about, you know, from a personal perspective, um, I would talk about working hard, being humble, being true, um, always improving and learning, and, um, you know, find your voice. Decide what you stand for. And, uh, you know, I think those are some personal characteristics I would talk about. I think I would also encourage them to think about the people they work with, whether it's their team, um, their leadership, or maybe a team they lead, um, to be respectful. A trust is huge for me. I think um, giving credit, taking blame, but fostering, you know, give trust. You'll get it back in return. And then lastly, I think I would talk about the organization, whether you're a nurse at a hospital or a teller at a bank or an executive in a company. Uh, I think it's all the same. I think you've got to You've got to know the purpose of your organization and believe in it and loving it. And if you don't, go find one where you do. I think you've got to, you know, help drive the vision and be true to it. And um, I think you have to, especially if you're a leader. I think you, I think you, 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 by accepting a leadership position, you've almost automatically accepted a stewardship, um, a duty to take care of not just the organization but the people in it. Uh, to the best of your ability. I think those are the things that I would talk to about or talk with my, my children or people that ask me about it. Your, your own personal responsibility, your obligation to your colleagues, and what you can do to make the organization better. Okay, I love those qualities that you're talking about. Now, one of those that you talked about was gaining knowledge. Uh, what have you found the best way to do that? How would you recommend they go about that? Well, there are lots of opportunities for um, advanced education, um, and in today's world, with, with uh, the explosion of information that's available to us through all kinds of media, there's all kinds of opportunities for individual learning. We all, you know, here's, here's, a, here's the thing I, I do. I, I, I recognize in my team members and my executive team strengths and skills and knowledge they have that I don't. And that's why they're on the team. I need, I need them. I need that complement. Uh, they're all smarter than me. They're all better at what they do than I could ever be. And, and when you think about what you lack, you can go someplace and find and learn and develop more knowledge and experience. 
and it's so readily available. And I think that's a key to success today because you've just always got to be learning and improving and growing. Things change so fast. There's so much to know. You've got to stay up with it, and there's plenty of ways to do it. There's also, of course, advanced education, and, and there are um, uh, training opportunities galore. Um, and so there's, there's lots of ways of doing that. Yeah, so people can they can find those. They can read books. They can listen to uh, podcasts like this. They can get formal yeah. training, and you're right. It's all over, and so it's just realizing that if we want to get to head together, ahead together with these other qualities you're talking about that this also can be a real game changer so nice job okay now i recently read a fabulous book titled great work it happens to be by the oc tanner institute uh, also written by david sturt the executive vice president oc tanner i I just want to let our listeners know that they've oc tanner institute has researched what they call difference makers uh, these are people that have produced a becoming your best type result, and they are, are extraordinary. So I just want to let our listeners know about that. You can go to greatwork.com, and they have uh, video clips that talk about some of these different maker difference makers. Uh, is there anything you want to say about that, uh, Dave, before we get to the yeah. end of our interview today? Yeah, these are great stories. You know, we, we think of great work as people that make a difference that other people love. And this book is full of examples and stories and formulas for how to do great work. It's a New York Times bestseller. It's a fun, easy read. It's got true stories in it that you'd, you'd find really interesting and fascinating. And they're the kinds of things that inspire all of us to do our own type of great work. And what can be more fulfilling than that, to have a career that's full of great work that you feel good about? Excellent. Yeah, there's some really stimulating, wonderful ideas and examples So, well, this has been wonderful today. I've loved your thoughts and compliment you on all of the things that you've done and also O.C. Tanner for being such a great leader. Now, how can our listeners find out more about what you're doing and about O.C. Tanner? Well, I go to octanner.com and take a look and you can learn about our purpose, what we do for our clients. Uh, you can learn about our, our career opportunities that we have in our company. You can hear about the innovation and the technology that's underway and developing and has been developed. And uh, it's, a, it's just a very vibrant, great organization that we uh, – and we just focused on helping our clients uh, with their workplace cultures. And it's – so go, go take a look. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, thank you, Dave, for being part of this show today. It's gone so fast, and you've done a terrific job. We wish you – Thank you, Steve. I really – I really appreciate the invitation. It's been an honor and a privilege for me. So thanks very much. Oh, you bet. Well, we wish you and O.C. Tanner all the best as you're making a difference in the world. And to all of our listeners, never forget, you too can make a difference every single day of your life. I'm Steve Schallenberger with Becoming Your Best Global Leadership, wishing you a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. We want to know what your big takeaways were, so head on over to becomingyourbest.com and you can find all the information about the podcast right there as well as the show notes page where we'd love to hear what you thought about each and every single episode. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a rating and review. 
A rating and review is by far the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because it helps other people find out about the show and decide if this is the podcast for them. So now it's all in your hands. It's time for you to go out there to take action and truly start becoming your best.